Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of, of park hoppers. This week, we headed over to Universal's Islands of Adventure for a day of fun. From riding Velocicoaster several more times. An interesting experience with several quick service restaurants. And our first time at the Ollivander's Wand Shop experience. We're going to tell you all about our day right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. feel on the inside every time we get on Velocicoaster. <laughs> Just saying. Well, well put. <laughs> the song is called The Call to Adventure. It's one of the songs that is played at the entrance of Universal's Islands of Adventure. Um, and yes, that ride is quite the adventure. Just how I feel on the inside. That's it's, <laughs> yeah. That was my first thought and when on it the started outside, playing. Ah! <laughs> yes, it is. I, except this time, I didn't lose my voice. No, you did not. I actually made, as a, you can tell, I, I actually made a mental note in my head: don't lose your voice, don't <laughs> lose your voice. But there were a couple moments where I was like, "All right, yeah. dial it back a it's, little bit." It's hard not to scream. That ride is so crazy and so thrilling. It really is. Now, first off, we got to do lots of stuff when we went to Universal yesterday. We sure did. But you got to do. Velocicoaster a couple extra times than I did. So shout out to uh, my friends or our friends Ryan and Taylor. Shout out to them. Um, I met up with uh, with them earlier in the day, pretty much right at Park Open, um, because Ryan had to go to work a little bit later. So we were trying to go and ride Velocicoaster a couple times because they hadn't been on it yet. And sure enough, we did. So shout out to them. I was really excited to go early and try to get on as many times as possible. Now. Velocicoaster is still in technical rehearsal until June 10th, the official opening date. So there's no guarantee that the ride will be open or operational when you do go to Universal Orlando between now and June 10th. However, yesterday when we got there, we went immediately to Velocicoaster and it was like a 10 minute wait to get on. It was open right at park open. We got on 10 minute wait. We got off. We got right back on. It was amazing. It sounds amazing. I wasn't there. You were not. You were sleeping. I was sleeping. Because you were tired from a long week. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... I don't blame you. Working from home, I love it. I love working from home. However, um, the commute, it's great. But I'm working earlier than I used to. So I work at 8.30 and then I tend to be a night owl. We, we're both night owls. Yeah, we are. So... Even when I'm like, I'm going to go to bed early, all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and I'm like, this, it's a struggle. this was not what I planned on doing. And so after a couple of days of that, it just kind of catches up to you. And, oh, 100%. Uh, and so I have no regrets about sleeping in a little bit. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that yesterday, the full day <laughs> at the parks knocked me out because I fell asleep around 10 o'clock last night and didn't wake up till about 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> yes. So here we are. It was so funny because I was like, do you want to go to bed? And you were like, no. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, he <laughs> do is. Do you want to go to bed? What? And I even, I even came over and talked to you for a little bit, and you were like, okay. Well. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think I was 90% out at that point. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to talk to you, and that's why I, let, I just left you there, because I didn't want you to have to wake up and then be like, oh, no, I can't fall back to sleep. Yeah. You, you could tell that you needed a you, – you, your body needed what I needed the, the night before. 
rest. Exactly. Which these parks will take a lot out of you sometimes in a good way. Especially when you do as much stuff as we did yesterday. And we wanted to kind of go over everything that we did yesterday. Um, so let's start with Velocicoaster. I don't want to go too much into Velocicoaster because A, it's not open yet. B, we already did a full episode breaking down the ride. Go back and listen to that in your podcast feed or visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. You can find the episode there as well. Um, but I got to ride Velocicoaster five times yesterday. That's insane. Which is nuts because the intensity of that roller coaster, I think, is more intense than Hulk. And Hagrid's. Oh, it's definitely it's more definitely intense more than, than Hagrid's, Hagrid's, for sure. Yeah. But the way that the ride vehicle is set up, you don't have anything that you're you're hitting your head back and forth on, so you you can kind of tolerate five rides on Velocicoaster in one day. Right. I think I don't think I could ride Hulk more than twice, maybe three times over the course of an entire day. I mean, I think it's a different kind of intensity, though. Because I get a lot of like neck pain and. And kind of a headache when I ride the Hulk. See, I don't feel like that on Hulk, but I get like that on Rock and Roller Coaster. Well, it's the same idea. Your head is kind of bouncing off the the shoulder restraints and the, yeah. head, the headrests. I just, I, I guess I feel like uh, the Hulk feels kind of like a, you know, the kind of roller coasters I've gone on like my entire life where Velocicoaster isn't like anything I've ever <laughs> experienced right. before. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's a very intense ride. Yeah. And it was really cool to be able to not only experience it at night when we went for the soft opening, like the the previews. Yeah, the annual pass holder preview. And then we didn't. We thought we weren't going to be able to ride it until June 10th when it opened or whenever we were able to get there after that. Right. And they've been in these technical rehearsals since then. For about a month now. Yeah. And so I'm, I was stoked to be able to ride it in the day yesterday. Now, you got to ride it twice because I went so early and you met up with myself, Ryan, and Taylor later on, um, you uh, only got to ride twice, and I got to ride five times yesterday, which was absolutely insane. got to ride insane. twice, yeah. Um, but I have had the pleasure, and I never once requested a row, I have had the pleasure of riding six times on Velocicoaster now in five different rows. Wow. So I've had different experiences, different levels of intensity each time. And I've sat on the left side and the right side. It's just a different ride every single time. Uh, so I've sat in rows two, four, five, six, and eight. Okay. Uh, and then you have sat in. We sat in eight twice. Okay. And then you, f- I forget what, which one you rode uh, the first time yesterday in. It might have been six. I think so. It was. I honestly wasn't paying attention. I was just so excited to get yeah. on the ride. Right. So you were. We were kind of in the middle of the train. Yeah. You know, there's twelve rows on the train in Velocicoaster. Yeah. And you were in six and eight, and I was all over the place. But it's uh, it's definitely a different ride from different seats. You know, there's different parts of the ride that are more intense in the front. There's definitely parts that are intense the further the back you go. Right. Um, so definitely, if you can, vel- ride Velocicoaster as many times as you possibly can. And maybe you'll get different rows. And they do actually have um, a, a section where you can actually request to ride in the front row. Right. When you get up to the front of the queue, there's actually a separate line that they'll put you in if you want to ride in the front row. Right. And there's a sign right up above it says front row request. And then underneath it, it says your wait time will be longer. Right. So they don't guarantee that you get on quickly if you try to get that row. So I have something to say about this. Yeah. Uh, The first time that we rode together, um, you were like, there's no way I would put my hands in the air. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Not the first time. I have to see it first. So 
tell tell the people about yesterday. So the the first time we wrote it during the AP preview, I was terrified because I had never seen it before. I didn't know how I felt about the over-the-shoulder lap pad thing with no shoulder restraints. Uh, I didn't know how I felt about any of that. So I was holding on for dear life the entire time. <laughs> the I, first try. I was not. I was reaching for the clouds. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the second time or the first time yesterday, uh, I was still kind of like hybrid half and half. Like at times I would put my hands up and then I would hold on to the So the you were pad. testing out the water. Exactly. Exactly. I was in technical rehearsal myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But as the day went on and I got from more and more familiar with where things happen on the ride, I got way more comfortable riding on the ride. And by the time that we got to our two rides together yesterday, I was yeah. hands up the whole time until... There's a couple of parts where you go through some of the rock work on that ride, and it really does feel like it's like a foot above your head. Yeah, you feel like you're gonna like smack your hands on it. You know, like when you like were Space Mountain. Yeah, like you know when you <laughs> walk through a door and you like jump up and hit the top of the door. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you jump up and totally miss the top of the door because you're too short to reach it. Yep. But I felt like I was gonna like it was gonna be like that that you were gonna like you know bam like hit it and obviously they're not gonna like <laughs> make you know, make it close enough for people to actually hit their hands on it. But it definitely yeah. feels like it. It really does. And one of the great parts about this new Velocicoaster and the time of of where we are right now in the COVID era, uh, that it's opening, they actually are packing the trains. They, yeah. They are filling every single seat. There's, so there's 24 people that get to ride in each train on the Velocicoaster. They don't skip rows. They don't skip seats. Nothing. And there's actually a single rider line that is available at Velocicoaster, which is awesome because, yes, you want to wait through the queue with your friends and you want to ride together with your friends and maybe even get a photo with your friends. But once you do that once and you want to ride again, just hop in the single rider line. You get to wait in line with your friends and then you can high five when you're done. Yeah, but the thing about the single rider line is if you've ridden it enough times, like you don't need to sit with your friends. And like, you don't need to see all of the queue. I mean, it's more fun to sit with your friends. It but is. like ride the other rides with your friends. Right. Get, get through the line faster so you can, can do more things with your time. Exactly. I feel like that about uh, Expedition Everest. Yes, like 100%. Any, anytime I'm with people and, you know, when there used to be fast passes, I'd be like, let's get a fast pass you know, at Animal Kingdom, at Expedition Everest. And then if we wanted to go again, you know, you, you jump in the single rider line. Right. But and there's always a chance that you could be sitting with your friends. And there's an even better chance that you're going to be on the same train as as your friends. Yeah. And the thing about like when you are at Disney, a lot of times people get like the the photos included. Yeah. Where at Universal, we don't have the package that you get your photos. So right. like if I didn't sit with you, I'm not going to like... Like, I'd always prefer to be with you. Oh. But, I mean, I'm not going to get a photo with you regardless because we don't get the photos. Right, yeah. So it's even less important to sit together. Yeah. Um, but definitely it, it, go check out Velocicoaster. It is absolutely spectacular. In my mind, it is an 11 out of 10 roller coaster. It might be the best roller coaster in Orlando. Oh, 100%. Um, the, depending on what kind of thrill you are after, it might be the best roller coaster in Orlando. Yeah. Um. Now, I do want to talk about something. Yes. That coaster is so intense that by the time we got off of it, I first off hadn't eaten a lot that day and it was already getting late. I was starving when we got off of that. <laughs> I felt like because it's so intense and your adrenaline pumps so much 
that for some reason it like now I'm like, okay, now I'm hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if you feel like that oh, sometimes. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to kind of talk about our experience looking for food yesterday. So this is where this episode is going to get a little critical of our friends over at Universal Orlando. We're yes. not going to be, you know, we're not going to be mean, but we're going to be honest. And everybody who's going to Universal and who doesn't bring snacks, A, because they don't think of it, or B, because Universal makes you put your bags in lockers, so you don't really have a lot of room to bring a ton of snacks anyway, um, you might want to hear what we have to say about the quick service restaurants, at least for right now. Right. So first off, I honestly thought about bringing snacks before I left to come meet you. Yeah. Uh, I have the, I like these things called these epic chicken sriracha bars. They're like a little thing of like jerky. They're Too a hot good, for me. yeah. And then <laughs> maybe spicy. I'll, and I'll throw like a bag of almonds or something like that, like little hundred calorie bags of almonds in my bag. I try to bring like healthy stuff to munch on, you know, and if I don't eat it, it can sit at the bottom of my bag. But yesterday I was like, oh, you know what? I don't eat a ton of stuff at Universal, so I'll probably get a snack or maybe get like a kid's meal or something, something right. to munch on. I'll try something different. And there's lots of quick service restaurants for you to have food at. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not going to get a snack. If I'm going to eat something, I'm going to try something new at Universal. That was my my mindset going yep. into this. And after we got off of Velocicoaster, the first place that we tried to get to was, is it Dino Digs? Uh, Burger Digs. Burger Digs. Dino it's, it's Digs. It's actually <laughs> the upstairs of the uh, the gift shop where you exit Velocicoaster. So, so when you go into the gift shop, you go up the stairs. It's the old Jurassic Park Museum um, building. Uh, and, and the Burger Digs is on the top floor. Right. So we went upstairs and we started kind of looking around for a table and then we realized that there was the line that was out the door was not to order food. It was inside. It wound around like a snake and went all the way outside and around the corner was a line to actually just get a table. And it wasn't moving very fast. So here's where, again, we're going to get very critical because when you go to Disney, here's the thing. The, they they almost perfected the mobile order experience during COVID. Oh, yeah. They basically made you mobile order, and you were not allowed to enter the restaurant or get in line, essentially, for the restaurant until your order was ready. And then you were able to go in, pick up your food, and they had a table available for you because they were controlling capacity by only letting the people who had meals that were ready. And, and Disney told them that they were ready. Uh, waiting outside and the beauty of that was like if you go to like woody's lunchbox you might get a time that your food will be ready three hours from now yeah and that's okay because then you can go oh i'm gonna order food now and then when it's ready i can go get it exactly or you can go someplace else and the the thought that you need to wait in a line to get seated to then make a mobile order to then get food at that point, I like like I told you, I was like, I'm not feeling like really super great right yeah. now. And I mean, you know, I probably should have brought my snacks. You know, that's on me. But, uh, you know, we decided to go look for something else. Now, here's the thing. Danny just said it perfectly. She described the way that you you have to wait in line to literally get a table. The problem with Universal's mobile order service is that you can mobile order from anywhere in the park. Right. But instead of, you know, hitting the button that says, I'm here, prepare my order, and then 
Disney would let you in to sit down. You make that mobile order, but you can't confirm that order until you have a table number that you're sitting at right. inside the restaurant, and then a staff member or team member brings your food to you. Right. So you don't. It's not like a mobile order where you go and you say, "I'm here." You walk in, you pick it up, and you go sit down. You literally have to wait in line to get the table, sit down, and your order is not officially complete or paid for or submitted to the restaurant until you type in the order number, the table number of the table that you're sitting at. So that that alone, waiting in the line is probably about a half hour process. Plus another 15 to 30 minutes just waiting for your food once you put the table number into the system. And the problem is you're taking the quick out of quick service, y'all. Oh, it's it's slow service. It's slow service. It is like, very slow service. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. I was fully prepared. I'll go find something else. And this is where it started to get a little, I would say, frustrating because first off, it's 90 degrees. It's humid outside. Thank goodness we don't have to, you know, wear our masks outside right now. But and then on top of that, when you start getting hungry, you're like, you know, let me find something that's quick. Right. We walk outside. Um, there is a snack, like a snack stand that's probably about 25 people deep. Right. So we automatically are like, nope, you know, I don't know what they're waiting for. Turkey legs, popcorn. Yeah. And at that, like I was just about to say. Like at that snack stand, there's nothing but turkey legs, churros, popcorn, soda, water bottles. That's about it. I mean, something in a pinch, but like not exactly what I was looking for. Right, exactly. Um, but we walked right past there. And the next place we went to was Three Broomsticks. Three Broomsticks. Now, we went to the front of Three Broomsticks where they generally, you know. The main entrance was. Yeah, where it used to be. And then there was a side entrance that didn't really have any like signage. Yeah, there, there was a gentleman kind of standing in the doorway of the main entrance that said, the main entrance is over here next to the bathrooms. You got to go down that alleyway. And we were like, okay, sure, whatever. Let's go find it. Yeah. And then on top of that, there was also a spot where before you got there, it was like almost like a bar. So you could go pick up drinks right. at Three Broomsticks and leave. Right. But it didn't really like specify what that was. So no. we actually got in that line. It was and not then, very well marked. And then we asked somebody and they were like, no, this is like to get drinks. And I was like, mm -mm, not what I'm looking for. And then when we finally found the line, I mean, I have not seen a line to get into a restaurant this long it before. It was crazy. It was like a queue. It was like, I would imagine, I didn't count. But it was zigzagging four or five rows deep. I would imagine there was probably about 40 people in the line. Yeah. I mean, and, and on top of that, it went around the other side of the building, too. And I was just like, okay, um, I need something like quick service, not, like you said, slow service. Yeah. And I would really like to get a kid's meal at because last time I had a kid's meal at the Leaky Cauldron, I got the fish and chips and it was awesome it tasted great it was like a little piece of fish some chips some fruit it was like five dollars yeah and that's kind of what i was looking that's for where it's at if you're yeah. looking for something quick that's that's where it's at yeah. kids meals i mean i that was fine yeah. but i couldn't even get that and take it outside like we would have had to wait in that line about 40 people deep just to get in the door 
to be able to sit down at a table eventually, confirm our order, and have it delivered to us. It would probably be about an hour process before we had food. Yeah, and I would say... Which is ludicrous. Yeah, I mean, it was at least 40 people deep, and we don't even know if the line kept going inside as well. Now, I know we're still in unprecedented times as you get beaten over the head with as you walk into Universal. right. And we understand that, you know, some places are probably understaffed, and, you know, some... COVID restrictions are still in effect, but there's absolutely positively no reason why any quick service restaurant at any theme park should make you wait 45 minutes to an hour just to have a cheeseburger. In 90 degree weather. Right. Like that's just like not okay. And like the the hardest part about that is, you know, sure, I understand I'm going to be waiting in lines, but it shouldn't be for quick service. Right. Like, then just call it, you know, I don't even know, stand outside and wait for your food service. Right. Uh, But we finally went over to Fire Eaters. And when we got to Fire Eaters, we looked at the menu and they had like the ability to like mobile order and pick it up. But you couldn't like specify because I don't want lettuce or tomato. Um, We ended up getting a a gyro right it was a gyro so fire eaters is located over um in between hagrid's and poseidon's fury right it's over in the lost continent right across from the kebab place and there's also a uh the talking fountain that's right there as well right um and it's just a literally a walk-up place is exactly what we were looking for and it's one of the few that were on all of universal property most of them were sit down and you had to wait for your food at a table. Right. Uh, but this one, you literally walked up, and like Danny said, you could mobile order it, and there was a separate line at the walk-up thing to pick up mobile orders. Right. But you which could, is quick. But you also couldn't like say, I couldn't say, I don't want lettuce or tomato on it. Sure, sure. If you wanted anything cr- custom like you always do, right. in my pain in the butt, <laughs> sorry. Um, you, had to, sorry. you had to go <laughs> to the window to order, which was, we still only waited behind about three parties. Uh, yeah, that wasn't that, that bad. So we got our food much quicker than we would have at Burger Digs or uh, Three Broomsticks or anywhere else that was quick service sit down at a table thing. Um, so in a pinch, you know, Fire Eaters was pretty solid. You did, like you said, have a, a gyro or a hero, however you, however you say it, um, which is the lamb with tzatziki sauce and onions and all that stuff. I didn't know there were onions on it. There's I've, always onions on the gyros. Well, I haven't had a gyro in, <laughs> in many moons. But I love lamb. It's so delicious. Well, what ended up happening was we ordered the food and uh, he like rang up my order and he was like, that'll be $18. And I pulled up the app and I showed it to him and I was like, I want this, like exactly what I had just said. Yeah, the gyro with the fries. Yeah, the gyro with the fries because you were like, oh, well, I'll have like the chili cheese fries. I wasn't and, like, super hungry at the moment. Yeah, and I mean, we can always split something. Yeah. But I was like, this is what I want. And he like changed it around. He was like, okay, it's $12 now. I was like, oh, okay. And then you had a 15% discount and it was about 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and so it was just really funny. But I will say, even though that that gyro was like my saving grace in that moment i thought that that food had a lot to be desired yeah it was not great uh it was i mean quick service food at a theme park you're never going to get anything spectacular that will knock your socks off but it definitely wasn't great but it definitely hit the spot in the moment for sure i mean i will say in my personal opinion I've had gyros like at the mall and stuff that were worlds better than this one. Yeah, sure. And so I wasn't like super impressed. And 
I would pr- I would not eat that again That's personally. Fine. Like it was it was food. It and, was edible to eat. And they do have other options. They had chicken fingers and chicken zingers that had buffalo sauce and all, you know your typical theme park um, quick service items. They had most of those there. Yeah. Uh, but fire eaters, thank you for you know saving our day yesterday because we were very hungry. Yeah. Uh, after riding Velocicoaster so many times and just getting completely <laughs> shut out <laughs> at all of the the quick service restaurants around Islands of Adventure. Um, so y- thank you for uh, for being mobile order and true quick service. Thank you. And uh, we will probably not eat you again. <laughs> uh, but I want to say it was also so ridiculous that even if I wanted a butter beer, the butter beer line was halfway down Hogsmeade. Which is crazy because Hogsmeade is always so packed and it's so dense with people. Right. When you add in multiple really long butter beer lines, it's almost impossible to navigate through there. Like honestly, I would I probably would have been okay with just getting a butter beer to like, you know hold you over. To hold me over. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be waiting in direct sunlight for like another forty minutes. Like there is no <laughs> winning. But the moral of the story is um either come prepared, bring snacks to Universal. Yes. Um bring them to anywhere. I usually bring them to Disney, but I just anticipated trying something new. And on top of that, I really hope that Universal takes a look at the way they do mobile ordering. And honestly, they got to take it up the way Disney does. I'm, I'm sorry. They just have to. I'm, I'm hoping that more people will be brought back to work in the near future and the socially distanced, like way far apart tables in all the restaurants. We'll start, we'll start adding more tables in, more places to sit and, you know, just sort of get back to normal and maybe resume the... Uh, the quick service that it once was. Oh yeah, I totally agree. But like the order that they do this in, it's got to change for it to be, you know, efficient. You got to, you know, ordering your food first and then sitting down and n- not having people wait in these long lines. Like it's just, I mean, it just takes that whole piece out of it. And I really hope that they take a look at that and, you know, change it up, especially as more people start returning to the parks. I also don't need a quick service restaurant to have somebody bring me my food. Yeah, I don't need that. Because I know you're understaffed. Like I said before, I know you're understaffed. You've got a couple of people just running around like idiots with trays of food. Like, just tell me when my food's ready. I'll come pick it up at a window. Just tell me which window to go to. Right. And th- I promise you that'll speed up the, fa- the, the process and it'll get people out of your restaurant faster. And get more people in. I mean, do I appreciate being able to sit down and have somebody bring me my yeah, food? Yeah, totally. Sure, but not after a 45-minute wait in the sun. Right. That's not That's not the way that it should go. But I also believe that, you know, we will see things change. Yep. And with all of these changes, pe- more people being at the parks, those kind of things... Uh, that, you know, they're making adjustments. So I'm definitely going to give them the benefit of the doubt. They have to know this is happening. And so I look forward to seeing the way that changes in the future. Yeah. And, now, you, and real quick, before we move on, you know what's crazy is that before you came, um, I was looking to get some AC and Taylor was looking to get some food. So we walked to all these restaurants that we're talking about. We went to Burger Digs. We went to uh, the other Jurassic Park restaurant. I can't remember what it's called, but it has like the rice bowls and everything. Right, right, right. Um, I know the one you're talking about. Um, and then we went to the uh, the comic strip area and comic strip cafe, and every single place had a line out the door. We went at like 1230, which was probably not very smart because that's like peak lunchtime. Right. Um, 
but we thought that that was because it was peak lunchtime. But then when you and I had the same experience a few hours later, it's it like it's got to be like that all day. Yeah, it was like three so, o'clock. So that's the biggest issue. It's it's gonna be like that all day. So if you need to eat something at Universal, like Danny said, bring snacks. Um, hopefully it'll get better in the near future. We're not negative Nellies. We don't like to harp on these things, but that was a bad experience. Yeah, and I was I don't like that feeling of not you know that's my fault not eating all day and then you know expecting to be seated in a quick manner. Uh, but then again, I have learned that when it comes to theme parks, you should always come prepared. So that's on me. That's yes. on me. And I, I accept that. But speaking of me, I got to do something yesterday. And what was that? I got to do the Ollivander's Wand experience. So Danny, over the last almost two years since we've been here in Florida, which is crazy. Uh, almost two years we've been here in Florida, has been talking about getting an interactive wand at Universal forever. And we just kind of mulled it over. We weren't really sure if we were going to do it. She wasn't sure if she wanted to do it. I thought it was way more expensive, too. So that's why I was dragging my feet. And uh, so finally yesterday, she decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. And we're going to go get a wand. And we weren't even intending to do the Ollivander's wand experience. We were just going to go buy a wand. We're yeah. just going to go look and see if there was a character one that was cool um, or just find another one that was cool inside the wand shop, whatever. We weren't going to do the full experience until we walked over to the Ollivander's line over in Islands of Adventure Hogsmeade. And there was a, a great team member who was standing there with like a iPad or, or a tablet or whatever they use. Right. And was basically saying that... Um, this was a little bit earlier in the day, saying that they were almost full for the day. So she basically told us that, you know, there was a time that we could do it, but it'd be a little bit later, but we could schedule a time because we were pass holders, which was really awesome. Um, So instead of waiting in a line, she said that because it's so hot this time of year, they don't want a ton of people waiting outside. So they're actually doing like a virtual queue almost. Yeah. Where they can actually schedule you to go in and see the Ollivander's Wand experience. Yeah. And I think it was, what, 4.45 that we were supposed to go back? Right. And so uh, we got a text about 15 minutes before the time we were told to come back. And uh, we got to do the Ollivander's Wand experience. Now, I do want to mention that this is something that we've heard people have done. uh, But everybody that we've heard has done this has always been in a big group of people. Yes. And the way that it used to work, from my understanding, is you could have... You said that the capacity was 28? 28. So on the inside the gift shop where you actually purchased the wand, after the experience, on that door, it said maximum occupancy, 28. So you could have 28 people in there witnessing the experience. Which is a pretty small room. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it is a very small room. But then one person, probably a child... Most likely. Would, Not always, but most likely. Right. Would get chosen... To have, you know... The wand choose them. Yeah, the wand choose them. And because it was just us... Which uh, is crazy to think about. Because they told us straight up, when we were walking in there, they were like, stand on this thing. There may be another party or two that are joining you. And then they shut the door. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, we're doing this by ourselves. Yeah. And I thought that... See, I didn't know the way it worked. I was, I. I was just hoping to be able to, for them to be like, here, Danny, do, 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 this one chose you, however they did it. That was like my expectation. Yeah. And I didn't know if they would choose multiple people. 
And so I, I just, I had no idea. But then when it was just us, it was, I was able to be the one who got to experience yeah, it. Yeah, you were the chosen one. And as he said, you were Danny's historian. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was in there shooting a video, which you can watch on YouTube yes. right now. If you go to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, you can view our full experience and watch Danny try to <laughs> do some spells around uh, Hogsmeade after we were finished. I'll get better. <laughs> I, wanna, but, I don't want to give anything away, but I'll get better. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want to go too deep into the experience on the podcast because it's way cooler to see it. Yeah. But the 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 guy, the the person who was the attendant inside Ollivander's was tremendous. Oh my gosh, he was amazing. He was so amazingly in character, like felt you plucked him right out of the wizarding world. And he just really made the the experience that much more immersive. Um, just incredibly well spoken, had the accent, you know, really loved what he was doing. You could tell. Um, if there was any way I could give him a shout out, I would. I don't remember his name. We'll have to look, go back and look at our video and but see if we can pick was, that out. But he was spectacular and made the experience that much better. So overall, I have to say, if you are near Universal Studios or if you're coming to visit, try to get a time because this may be one of the only times right now that you get to go in by yourself or with a small group with limited amount of people and i mean i don't know if we just kind of lucked out i think we did <laughs> which would <laughs> be great we, i think we did because i'm pretty sure that they had floor markings for at least three or four parties in there yeah so we got really lucky doing that by ourselves i was able to kind of freely roam around the the inside of the room while danny was getting chosen we saw some magical stuff happening on the walls. You get again, check it out on our YouTube page. Go watch the video; it is spectacular. Um, thank you to Universal for doing that amazing experience for her because she's such a Potterhead, mm -hmm. and was it, it couldn't have been a better experience to get your first wand uh, than it was yesterday. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I mean, overall, I think for like my final thoughts about yesterday yeah. was we absolutely had an awesome day we got to ride a ride again that's that not even open yet it's not even open yet and then we got to have a absolutely magical experience in hogsmeade yeah and i am actually super stoked to go back and you know go test out using my wand everywhere yeah you need some testing oh do you i need, you need some work i need some practice you want to see how much work she needs watch the video <laughs> wah, wah, wah. and and real quick i just wanted to reference one more thing while you were talking about velocicoaster how awesome was it yesterday that like we said technical rehearsals it could go down at any time and it could stay closed for the rest of the day if they wanted to right but yesterday they were like we walked up and there was people blocking the entrance and they were like rides closed right now but you're welcome to go down there and take some pictures and walk around and whatever whatever and we were like okay uh, okay i guess we'll go down and wait for it to reopen we literally walked down walked around the corner and they opened right and, then and <laughs> and we, was, were, we just walked right in and we were like okay <laughs> it was I, perfect i guess we'll get in line yeah i mean overall i i really enjoyed our experience um i part of me wishes i had been there a little bit earlier to get a little bit more time at universal but I also think that the time that we were there, we had just had, you know, some really great experiences yeah. from riding Velocicoaster to getting to do the wand experience, which may be something we don't ever get to do again, yeah. especially in that sense right. of just being us. Probably never again. Yeah. I mean, that's sad, but also cool. <laughs> Unless you do like some sort of VIP that probably costs like a thousand bucks. And I don't think that that's something that is in our in our budget not yet at least not yet at least <laughs> but overall um i had a great day at at, Uni here. at islands of adventure 
and I'm so excited to go back and do it all again. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye on all of our social media platforms for an announcement regarding our first live show. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.